You're listening to The Running Public. From marathoners to mud runners, we all have the same goal. Get to the finish line faster. That's right. This podcast is for you guys, the running public. This is the Running Public's Training Tuesday. Training Tuesday is where we talk about training only. One topic, we dive deep, we explore it completely. It's training, it's Tuesday. Training Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. All right, well. There's your heads up, Bracken, because I just hit record. <laughs> Kirk, there was a lot of talk from your end about about the burpee 10K performance you think you're going to put down. You didn't end up racing. No, I did not. I uh, I used my brain on this one and decided not to not to partake, which was hard for me to do, but I chose to go bike instead. Do you have an update on the leg or no, not yet? Um, no, it's been, as of today, it'll be two, two weeks since I've run. Um, it is feeling better and better. Uh, my hope is that it's maybe a stress reaction, not a stress fracture, because it's improving faster than other stress fractures I've had in the past. Uh, you would know. I would certainly know. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I I could even be soft tissue. I finally get in to see my doc this week. He's been crazy dealing with NFL players. I don't know why he prioritizes those over me, but uh, I'm, I'm getting in this week. So we will see, but I'll tell you what. I have been hitting the weights hard, Bracken. I've been squatting again and deadlifting again and hammering some assault bike stuff. And I'll tell you what, like, I feel good. Like, I think I can keep a lot of fitness this way. So I'm not worried. I'm not going to be making no excuses, folks. That's good. No matter what. That's good. Well, yeah. I did. I did show up. Yeah, you did, sh- you did show up. You could have worked the hips more, I thought, in the walk. I thought you could have popped those hips out a little more, got yeah, a little well, more you know, speed going. My form definitely deteriorated over time. You fatigued. But I, I, I looked really stiff. I... That was the longest I've walked by a lot since surgery, and it felt so weird. I thought I was getting shin splints on my right leg, like 800 <laughs> meters in. It, I'm not joking. I mean, it's, it's funny, but I was so stiff. I was keeping everything so tense because I was babying my knee and not used to doing this that like my shins were almost cramping. I almost cramped in two different spots while walking a mile. That's how tense I was. Do you remember when you used to be an athlete? Uh, barely. Honestly, at this point, barely. My girlfriend Jess took second in the beer mile. It's gonna catch. Yeah, she did. She rocked. Casually that. dropped that name, and she did it around our block. I have about a quarter mile block. It was totally legit. We have it on video, um, and I'm thinking of releasing it to the public because she put down all four beers. Okay, and she put them down. Her first beer was like 11 seconds. Her second beer was like 13 seconds. Like she won this off of her drinking, and she can't drink fast. I I don't know. She just showed up and game time this, but she finished right. She almost threw up after finishing like drinking her beer and starting to run, but she held it in. She got done, stopped her watch, and ran immediately into the house like with this big foot, like chipmunk cheeks, right? Like she was holding it in, like you can imagine. And I followed her all the way into the house into the bathroom, and I have this all on video. And she loses all four beers. It sounds like a garden hose being sprayed into the toilet. It is the most amazing eight-minute video I've ever taken in my entire life. And I don't know if she doesn't want me to put it out there. And she had the door shut, so I couldn't see. But then she comes out of the door and realizes I've been, you know, recording the whole thing. And it's just great, great content. And so verified, her beer mile's legit, but I don't know if she wants the world to see it. You know, that was probably the best thing for her. Because then there's no alcohol in her system outside of maybe the little bit that got in. She had no buzz even. She's like, I might have a little buzz, but she puked it all up, dude. All of it. 
How tell tell That's us about let's brag on our our significant others. What about your buddy? Yeah. So some people are gonna say this is rigged, but your girlfriend took second in the beer mile, and my wife pulled a dark horse award here and took third in the Burpee 10K. Lisa Crocker, Jeff Peterson, we are proud partners That's right. in this moment. That's right. Yeah, your uh, your wife held on pretty strong. She went on a little hot and then uh, faded a little, but not too much. Yeah, she was 29 mid through the halfway point, and that doesn't count the extra 10th that would typically be, or it would actually be the halfway point. So through three miles, she was on pace for like 58 oh. high. So you added an extra minute or whatever, and she finished up 101.20 or 10130. So she nice. actually that's not, bad. Bad. No, not at all. Now, th- this is a big moment for her. She, she doesn't even want me talking about her, but I'm going to because it's a this is a teachable moment for everyone. She does not race at all because she has such terrible mm-hmm. race anxiety. A uh, little background on my wife. She grew up in a family that did not prioritize athletics, um, which was the exact opposite of mine. And so she played like a year of volleyball in high school. And I think she quit softball when she was nine or something like that. That was it. She worked. She didn't do much. When she got to college, she started running to stay in shape. And the coach convinced her to come over to the team because of title nine, they needed another girl or else they couldn't have their men's team. Mm -hmm. So she came out and her first week of training on a team was with a college team. And a week after that, she ran her first race of her life, which was a collegiate race. Oh, she ran Griak. Uh, Roy Griak is a very large cross country race in Minnesota here. Yeah, big one. And that was her first race of her entire life after training competitively for one or two Impressive. weeks. Impressive. So it was awful. She hated life because of that. So she'd take last or near the back of most of her college races that first season because she was a month into running <laughs> lifelong. Like her lifelong accumulated mileage was that month. So she. She now, because of that, developed huge race anxiety because it was embarrassing and she's a very mm-hmm. competitive person. But post-collegiately, I've tried to get her to do many races with me for the first like year or two of our life post-collegiately. And eventually I just stopped because she's so miserable beforehand. But she decided she was going to do this because there hadn't been a ton of girls posting times. And she decided, I'll just I'll run it like a workout. But then she got competitive in the middle and started working hard. But it was really cute because she will not care. She won't let herself care because that gives her body permission to poison her. Mm-hmm. But all night she kept checking the Strava feed. <laughs> next morning when you and I were, what were we doing? Were we recording with Richard? Uh, it's hard to tell. Whatever we did, uh, she kept messaging like, is it done yet? Did, does Kirk have results yet? What? So <laughs> you don't want to care, but that, that competitive juice started flowing a little bit. So I was happy to see her rewarded with a podium finish. And not only that, Kirk, this is awesome for her and also bar- embarrassing for me, but she won, her share of the pot was $87. <laughs> yeah. Makes her the highest earning crocker this year, this calendar That's year hilarious. off racing. Yeah. So she is the breadwinner of athletes in our family. That's amazing. Well, Jess would have been for us because let's see what Jess won here. I can pull this up. Jess is even, Jess won $59 for the second place in the beer mile, which was 30% of the pot. Um, if I hadn't raced Arizona early this year and made made five hundo for the win, Jess would be the uh, breadwinner at 59 bucks. Between the two of our spouses, we took home triple digits That's this right, weekend. That's right, we did. We got sugar mamas bracken. <laughs> so let's let's cover the results real quick. Then let's 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 talk about uh, let's comb through it. So on the uh, on the women's side, 
we had Natasha Manzel taking home the win in the Burpee 10K. And I'm going to brag on her behalf that is an athlete of mine. And I will also say that she has improved in the first two months. She's an accomplished runner already. She's very good. She left her other coach to come coach with. It was a hard emotional decision for her and we chatted it out and we, she ended up making the decision because she had a run coach, not an OCR coach, running flats a lot of the time, not doing compromised work, never doing hill work. Um, her improvement has been astounding in two months. It's been absolutely astounding. And she hit workouts that she's never hit. She averaged sub six for mile repeat. She averaged 445 pace by for 12 by a quarter mile the week going into this burpee 10K. Wait, how many, she should do a six by a mile and sub six? Uh, I think it was five by a mile. Yeah, she averaged like 557, 558. I gave her three minutes rest on it. Enough. But like, um, anyways, and... She ran 53.18 in this burpee 10K and said she left some in the tank. That's legit. That, that's a fast time. Her mile splits were roughly six O's is what she was running out there. Her mile, her, her pacing was roughly 6.05-ish, 6.06, I think, average pace while she was running uh, for the burpee 10K. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at her data, but anyways, very impressive, Natasha. Congratulations. She was nervous about this. She didn't sleep the night before all week. She's like, Oh my God, I can't get this. I'm nervous. Yeah. So she really earned it. She earned herself 218 bucks. First place, Natasha. Uh, very proud of you. Congratulations. Prize money giveaways I've ever seen. <laughs> I did the math. This is how it split up. And by the way, Eventbrite took like four bucks of everybody's 25. So four It's like three or four bucks. So the pot got cut because of that. Yeah. Um, Faye Morgan, Spartan pro team member, Faye Morgan, second place, 54, 48, not far behind. Mm-mm. Um, sounds like she was pretty consistent and she's a burpee machine too. You watch that, that woman go. She's a tough, she's a tough girl. Uh, 131 bucks on the head for her. Um, and then Lisa Cracker bringing up third place, earning 87 bucks. And we talked about that one Oh one thirty six. Uh, we had, I guess I can't, I don't have numbers on here, but we had maybe 15 to 20 women partake um, in that race. Do you want to cover, do you have the race results in front of you, Bracken? You want to cover yeah, yes, the next one? Okay. Why don't you dive into the next one? So that beer mile for the women, Morgan Schultz, not, no real surprise to anyone. She took that one down, but the surprise is the time. Morgan Schultz ran 6.54. Breaking seven for a female in the beer mile is, I would say, world-class. I would have to agree. That's a funny phrase to throw around with this, but unbeknownst to Kirk and I, the however third or fourth annual World Beer Championship, Beer Mile Championship was held on July 4th. Yep. And I've watched it before in the past, but this time it was, I didn't think it was on July 4th in the past, but this time they Zoomed it. So the racers started at the same time and they posted their Zoom videos. And This was coincidence, by the way, right? Coincidence. We didn't know that was going to happen. No, zero idea. Okay. Which I think that's the only reason why more pros didn't show up to our event. Obviously, it must be but clearly the It's worth that. watching. It's a funny commentary they have. They had people dress up as real commentators and do this, but uh, let's run.com has the, has the full video replay. So worth watching. But an American woman just set the world record at, I think it was 616, which means that Morgan Schultz is only, what is that, 38 seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 38 seconds. 38 seconds off the world record. And the woman who said it is, has done it many, many times and, you know, was shaving seconds off her time each time to get down. So Morgan is 38 seconds off the world record. And several of the women who were on here are just breaking seven. So Morgan, uh-huh. honestly, 
I think that you should train this a little bit and be invited, get invited to the World Beer Mile Championships next year. I think she's been in the wrong sport the last couple of years, and she needs to put 100% focus in this beer mile situation. Yeah. Well, for perspective, the world record for the men's beer mile is what, 440? 433. Okay, 433. And our fastest male beer mile was 610. So he was like, he's over a minute and a half off of the world record where Morgan was only 38 seconds off the world record for the women, which just shows how impressive that is. Yeah. And we said, if you're really good at a beer mile, you can run right around within a minute of what you can currently run for a mile. And she was underneath that. She ran 454 prior to High Rocks is what her coach, uh, Dennis Welch, told us. Mm, that's and quick. she just did... 654 so she was one minute off her current mile fitness assuming she's still in that fitness so that's that's right on the nose that's that's flying she would have placed fourth in the men's beer mile yeah and she posted the full video on facebook everything's checked out so far guys as far as the uh the vids and everything so that's been fantastic so down the list so then jess your significant other there's there's something in the water with the Dewins and the Crockers that their 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 partners are are exceeding them. <laughs> yes, that's true. And she was nervous too before. In fact, she paced back and forth on the sidewalk for honestly, I'm gonna say three to four minutes. She's like, my heart's racing so fast. I'm nervous. She had the race jitters before the beer mount. When was the last time she had a beer? She'll take a sip of mine when we're out to to dinner or at home and she'll get that's disgusting. And then she gives it back and she doesn't drink any more of it. So she's never the last time she had a full beer. Uh, three years ago when I forced her, when we first started dating, I think. And she just probably wanted to like, please me or something. Yeah. So like that long. Yeah. And she drank real beer, running public beer. There's an extra power to that, but that, that, so great job, Jess. And then we had Jenny take third and 831, only four seconds behind. Also, also another athlete of mine. Oh, really? So you, womp, womp. yep. Look at you. And go. I coached, and I coached Talon Rendell's, my sister, who was fourth place. Yeah, you you said she was the dark horse for a podium, and it took her over a minute for a beer. <laughs> it was some ridiculous. Just it was her last beer took like a minute. Minute, it was bad. So her really? her beer drinking needs to improve. So she's running five minute pace at times. She ran faster than Jenny. They ran it together. They're friends um, who took third, um, yeah. and she's beat Jenny in most of the workouts when they do do them together. But she just couldn't hang in the beer drinking. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like OCR. It's yeah. not purely running. It's only a running race once everyone's good at the obstacles. It's so true. And that obstacle happened to be chugging carbonation. Let's uh, let's go. Uh, take us to the 10K. Yeah, men's 10K. Holy shit, you guys. This was the race that uh, far exceeded our expectations as far as how fast people could actually go. In fact, when I saw some of these results come in, I looked, I might have even text you. I looked at Jess and I was like, these results make me feel like shit about myself. Yeah. Because the rate of work that these top like five to eight guys put out is unfathomable. I, do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, to win this, you had to run 510 to 515 pace for most of the race. I think he, what did you say? He averaged 517? I, it's somewhere in the five teens, I think. The winner was Mark Gaudet. Uh, Mark Gaudet ran 4538 for the 10K. Burpee 10K earned himself 613 bucks, more than a damn Spartan race. A 10K plus 240 burpees. Yeah, in 4538. That's that's so fast. His burpee looked all about a minute, I believe, on his his data. I'll have to go back and look. It was all checked out when we when we combed through it. We just had so many results; they're all blending together for me. Um, but yeah, his pacing was like five oh in the start. Like I think his first quarter was like. He ran like 506 pace for his first eight or two. 
I mean, yeah, the, the dude flew. It was impressive. Yeah. And, and so if he's running, let's just say it's 515. So you run 515 per mile, but you're doing 20 burpees every 800. That's not recovery. Like 20 burpees is enough that those are, that is sapping you and leaving you a little bit jellied coming up off the ground each time. So that 515 is worth closer to like 450, 455. Well, and that 515 is when you're done with your burpees, he's probably running 530 pace for 30, 40 meters. And then he has to make up for that time in the second half of his run. So he's probably closing in closer to five pace and then starting that all over again, coming out of burpees at 530 pace, finishing closer to five pace. It's ludicrous. It just goes, I think, I think we're going to have to be watching out for Mark Goddett this season if we race again. Uh, and then let's go to number two, Rich Ryan. Rich Ryan's a coach. He has the Reinforced Running Podcast. Good dude. We chat with him a lot. Um, second place in 46-44, just about a minute eight behind Mark. Which we thought was about three minutes faster than it would take to win this. Yeah, and I saw Rich just come in on Friday, and I thought he was going to be the winner. I didn't know if anybody else could could compete with that. I thought that each time we got a result in. Every single time. So first we had uh, Chris Woolley put his result in, and I thought, well, no one's going to beat that. He's in Australia. He was like a day ahead of us. He lives in Australia. So he yeah. he was doing it well early, yeah. And then Ian put his in, and I thought, well, there's our winner. And then Rich put his in, and I thought, that's well, forget it. This time it's real. Like, no one's beaten 46 minutes. Yeah, well, it happened. And then third place, Ian Kasky, uh, 47.36, about another, I don't know, 52 seconds behind Rich, earning 245 big ones. Congratulations, Ian. Um, I think this is a testament, Bracken. You know, Forrest Bouge ran, and he ran 49.19 as well, and he messaged me and said, man, like that, if nothing else felt like a race, like that felt like a Spartan race. Like the hits, how many hits can your engine take and still come back and get up to a, wor a, pr a working rate that you're proud of? And I just think these guys that – these guys that did well in this were just able to take hits, take hits, take hits, change energy systems a little bit. And that just tells me that their lactate threshold is through the roof. They probably got great VO2 maxes and they probably worked their functional fitness on somewhat of a regular basis. I know Mark strength trains. I know Rich strength trains. I know Ian does at least wad type work in his garage or something, right? He gets a lot of burpee reps in during races. He sure does. Um, and, then, and then let's give a special shout out to... To David Magida. David Magida, um, I made a special exception for David Magida. He couldn't find time to get his race in on Saturday, so he woke up Sunday morning, and he didn't know it, but I was going to boot him from the race results if he took top three because he yeah. didn't follow our rules. However, he registered as David Magids. He put he put an S instead of an A under his own registration. This guy didn't follow the rules. Didn't follow the rules. registration window. And spelled his name wrong. His own name wrong. And then, yeah, then ran the race on Sunday morning. And he knew what the winning time was. And he went out so hot on 45-minute pace. And he blew up so bad, he finished in 52, 58, almost 53 minutes. Which is a good time. But he lost eight minutes in the second half of the race. That had to be miserable. There had to be some walking, I think, out of burpees in there for time. So oh. David McGid's way to go. He didn't follow the rules. He's still three on the results list, though. Um Anyways, you guys, uh, congratulations. That was a pain cave workout. Um, and uh, I know how much you guys earned those results. So congrats to the top three and everybody else who performed. I mean, we had, I don't know, 15 people go sub one hour, which is incredible. So uh, Bracken, can you take us into the ladies? Before we do, there's there's someone in there. I don't know their name, but their result says they might uh, be making a podium somewhere in OCR soon. And that is uh, Cash, Cash Tavakali. 
Victor Quesada and Forrest are just ahead of him. He's one second behind Victor and a minute behind Forrest. And both Victor and Forrest are really good compromised runners and functionally fit. And they've made Spartan podiums. So I'm interested. Cash, message me. I want to know who you are. I want to know your story and get you on people's radar. Didn't he run with Victor Quesada? They ran together, I thought. Is that Victor's buddy? Don't quote me on it, but I'm th I think it is. Okay. Well, either way, Cash, I want to know. All right. And then we have the beer mile. The money. Talk about it. I will say this. I thought the results would be faster. I'm underwhelmed by the time. I'm impressed by the people that hit the time. Correct. Yes, exactly. I thought we'd have Kempson. I thought we'd have Cole. I thought we'd have some of these guys that were going to run 5.25.30, which is pretty fast, but I thought we'd see mid fives, as did you, I think. I did. However, the winning time was, I'm going to say only in air quotes, only 6.10. However, it was run by a 220-pound man. Caleb Yates, a monster of a dude. Caleb Yates, now he's he's a guy I worked with a little bit in the past for a brief amount of time. And so I got just to know who he is. He's a big, strong man, 220 pounds, and he ran a 6'10 beer mile. Fast. That, to me, is worth like a 5'10 beer mile to a guy who's 160 pounds. Can I caveat this real quick? Yeah. Uh, he ran with one of my clients, Luke Halterman, their buddies. And I am 90% sure they mile time trialed first, then they rested, then they ran the beer mile. And I know, and I believe Caleb went like 450. He went 501. 501. And my client, uh, or my, my client, Luke, athlete Luke ran 506. So they yeah. ran that and then back to back came and did the beer month. Even worse. Okay. So he did 501 and yeah, and your client, they ran a mile time trial, waited 40 minutes, then did a beer mile, which is terrible. Caleb forgot to stop his watch by the end. He crossed the line thought he hit it and it didn't. So he had the video proof of when it stopped and he messaged right away. And I said, well, like we can use your video. It's fine. And like two hours later, he said, I think I'm going to sober up a little bit and do it again. And he did it again in the evening. And what did he run? What did he run? Like right around that time. I think it was like 617 or 619. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't vouch for that. But so he did a mile time trial, 40 minutes later, beer mile. And then like six hours later, beer mile. God, that's a bad day. day. That's a good – can I just – before you finish with those results, did you see the damn guy, Tom Simone, what he did? Yeah, so that's one of my athletes. Oh, you coach him? Yeah. Well, then I'll let you tell the, tell the people what he did. So Tom, Tom Simeone is – he's a different person mentally. He enjoys suffering. He's like – Aren't we all a little – He's like a 175-pound brick house. Dude, dude's built like a fucking bodybuilder. What do you think he is, 5'9"? 5'9", 185, a just man. Just huge. But he really enjoys running. He got into running late in life. Well, he said, can I do both races? I said, yes, absolutely. A lot of people are. He said, no, 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 no. Can I do them combined? <laughs> what are you Like back to back? He said, no, I'm going to do a, a burpee beer 10K. I said, well, no one's going to stop you, but no one's also going to do that with you. He said, I don't care. I want to go after it. I'm intrigued by this. So he did a 10K with one beer to start every mile and 20 burpees every 800 meters. So we did 240 burpees, 10 kilometers, six beers. Did you get a chance to chat with him and see how he felt afterwards? Yeah, he, he, I did. You, you chat for a second. I'm going to pull up his text because I want to make sure I get this right. But can you imagine run, doing those burpees with six beers in your stomach? Uh, well, he's probably slowed the pace down a little bit, so that would help. Um, I'm going to go down the list here. Uh, Caleb Yates, you won 492 bucks, brother. Congratulations. Uh, Jack Bauer, our favorite ginger. Jack Bauer, 
looked solid, ran 618. Um, the Colorado state record, I guess there's a state record. is like 606 <laughs> for men. I guess on the Colorado soil, nobody's run is near close to the world record for that. And that was his goal going into it. Uh, but he ran 618, 295 bucks. And I will say both these guys drank like Budweiser Platinum or something, which yeah. apparently is like the, the choice that the pro beer milers drink. Some, the girl who set the record used Platinum. Yeah, I think it's like the way it's smooth. I think it's probably a carbonation thing. It's, there's something to it, I think. I believe that's like a tactical choice. And then I'll let you read those texts in a sec. And then third, our only guy to double dip, Rich Ryan came through, ran 638, earned himself 197 bucks. Um, Rich Ryan came up pretty well on the weekend, taking second in the Burpee 10K and third in the Beer Mile. And I will say, looking at these splits, I mean, Rich Ryan took over a minute to drink his last beer. Okay, Rich Ryan, you suck at drinking beer in this situation. He wins that. If he drinks normal. Oh, Rich Ryan's first quarter was 66. And then he and then he was running. He ran like 70 to 75 seconds for every quarter. 70 seconds. I mean, he flew, but he just couldn't he just couldn't man up on the beers. I now I thought he'd be a pretty good chugger. So did I. But he I think Rich, I think he lived the clean life. Like we'll have a beer or something the night before a race, like I always do, and we'll have pizza and he'll order like something safer, you know, and he won't have a beer with us, which I respect totally, by the way. I think he I don't know if that's his normal deal. I think he's been living a little cleaner these days. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. It cost you. Uh, it cost you big time, brother. You should live a little more dirty. All right. So anyways, and then uh, I guess that's about it. We had only – we had four guys go under seven minutes, and I think we had eight guys go under eight minutes. Uh, congratulations, folks. Thanks for participating. What Tom's text say to you? Well – He's, he's not only tough, he usually underplays everything, but he said it wasn't that bad. His goal was to do 75 minutes, and he had his buddy bike next to him holding his case of beers. Yeah, I saw a video of that. that. So that's cool. But the worst part is that he would have to burpee and beer back-to-back because it has to happen at the start of each. So it's not like he'd run, burpee, run, beer. It was burpee, beer, run. That, oh, that's, he, that's just a, he did the burpees first, then drank the beer, then ran? Yeah, I think so. He said that uh, running after beer two and three were the most uncomfortable, but then he got into a good burping rhythm. Not burpees, burping. He said that was key of getting all the burps out. And he said in the second half, he had one burp come up with a surprise mouthful. And that threw him <laughs> off for a bit because he had to keep it down so he didn't have to do an extra mile and an extra beer. Oh, he set his own penalty situation up. Yeah, and he's the kind of guy that would hold himself to it. I like that. So I, I did better respect that. That gets the award for most miserable effort of the day probably tied with caleb for doing two beer miles and a time trial and i would like to say some of those you that finished the beer mile i saw a couple of videos an athlete of mine tyler tyler called it quits after two beers he was like i'm out like just spitting up or a lot of people did not complete this or had to come back later and try again because it is that miserable so to those who actually completed it congratulations not a comfortable feat not at all i want to give a shout out and a (laughs) uh insult to um, an athlete of mine, Leah, <laughs> Leah Duhan, she ran a one mile time trial PR on Thursday. And I was really proud of her. And she DNF'd after one lap of the beer mile the next day. <laughs> so she had, she had the ultimate high and low weekend. And Leah, I'm calling you out publicly on this. She messaged me that she had her first DNF and she left it at that. Her friend messaged me on Instagram and said, Leah wouldn't tell you this, but she, she, she only made it one lap. So that's funny. Come on, Leah. I, I've got people everywhere. You can't get away with this. Bracken could do it. We saw Bracken do it on video. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we uh, so let's say, so for, so, uh, I guess, first of all, I just want to say we're not perfect with the results. Um, 
this has been a very jerry-rigged thing on our end. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing, okay? And so we did miss a few. We didn't take an account, uh, private Strava accounts. There were a couple people with different names they registered as versus their Strava accounts were under, which we missed. And a couple people went early or sent us screenshots that didn't know how to use Strava. Um, I did make some exceptions and put people in who did not follow the rules. I probably had five non-Strava users I added in that sent me their data some other way. You know, we made exceptions where we could, but I wasn't perfect combing through the results. Um, I think we got most of them in there. If we missed you, yeah, I'm sorry. Just let us know and we can update those. Uh, not intentional. We will have a smoother system next time just to figure it out on our end. Um, but you guys, you guys showed up. Um, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. I know we had a few people like, I'm not in there and I worked hard and paid my money. You know, it was rough on both ends. We, we had to cut our teeth on this one and we know mm -hmm. what we didn't know before. And if we ever decide that that stress of yesterday and the day before was worth putting on another one, we'll get it better. But Kirk, how many people did it correctly? I had 67 people post in the running public, 60, I think it's somewhere around there, post the result in the running public Strava group. And I think we just weren't clear enough about that. I said you had to join, you Which know, Strava, put your, right, put your data on Strava and join the running public group. But I know in a previous podcast, we said you had to post it in there. And I think we just missed the mark on honing in on that. Okay. And I take, I take credit on that. But 67 out of 130 got all the steps correct. And, <laughs> and it's, my, it's my fault or your fault for not being more in your face with posting it in the running public Strava group. So shout out to Jess for the remaining non-67, what was it, like 70 other people going through all of their accounts, combing through and, and finding all the scraps of results so that we could put up. Yes, Jess had to privately request over like 10 or 15 Strava users had to request to follow. Then once they request accepted the request, then could go in and see the results through Strava. Not everybody accepted, so we couldn't include them right away. Anyways, you don't want to hear about all this. It took it took my whole Sunday to get them in. That's why we didn't get these results out until like two in the afternoon because I was just buried. And and uh, and Jess, bless her heart, tried her best to put them together for us. So um, that's that. That's that is that. And then why don't we tell them, Bracken, what uh, we said we were going to give out some prizes to those who did not win money. You know, okay. if you hadn't brought that up, I was going to let it slide and keep the prizes myself. Oh, yeah? You running yeah. low on some product? I am out of product. Oh, man. Too bad uh, I didn't put your name in the results, so you're not in the uh, in the mix. <laughs> you didn't pay your money, Bracken, so. Uh, I, I'm going to contest that with the, with the race organizers. Okay, yeah. Bring it up with them. All right, so tell so everybody what, what we're going to do. We are going to give away four prizes, mm -hmm. randomly selected from anyone who did not win. One per race, and that's that. You get to choose either free month of coaching or a free Enduralite product. Well, free free Perform Elite. We're going free with that. Free Perform Elite, sorry. One free Perform Elite. I am uh, going to be using my sponsorship heavily to make <laughs> this happen. So... It'll pay back. They'll use it. They'll love it. They'll buy company wins. Oh, for sure. It's a win-win. Uh, we combed through, and not to call you out, but we thought that it made the most sense to look at sort of the bottom half, non-top 10 results, because we wanted to offer a free month of potential coaching to those who we think might really benefit from it. And if you don't want the coaching, then the Endure Elite Perform Elite bottle is your other option. If I had to choose a month of my coaching or Perform Elite, I'd have to think pretty hard about it. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a drum roll, and then you're going to tell us our first winner. Which race are you picking this winner out of? Um, let me let me double check here. I'm going to start with – oh, man, where, where where's my list? Okay, I'm going to start with with your with your brainchild, the, the men's Burpee 10K. 
All right, drum roll here. The Isaiah Tucker. Isaiah Tucker. Isaiah Tucker, you are the lucky winner. Isaiah Tucker, 106.05. Congratulations, my man. Yeah, you could use some elite. Maybe you could use some coaching. Cut off three minutes, you know, and then then maybe next time you can you can beat my wife. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Zoom. All right, let's uh, let's go to the next one then. The running public uh, beer mile. Marquette Schumate. Marquette. Marquette takes us in all sorts of stuff. That's good to see. He's a winner here. Now I I, I was happy to see that the number generator chose Marquette because Marquette's a he's he's a buddy of mine. We go way back. So <laughs> we're going to find out what he thinks of me. <laughs> we will. We will. I've coached he's him a in big, the strong guy, isn't he? He's a big, strong guy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's either going to say, I've had your coaching. It's so good. I need more of it. Or he's going to say, I don't need to go down that road again. Give me some performance. <laughs> we'll see, won't he? I guess you'll find out what he thinks of you, right? Yeah. Um, all right. I guess I'll name the next two for the ladies. Do you want me to give you my first drum roll that I've ever done on this podcast? Fuck yeah, I do. Let's do it. Let's do it. God, that sounded good. Thank this you. is out of the uh, Women's Burpee 10K. Julie Harper. Julie Harper, 149.54. Burpee 10K. You earned yourself either some perform lead or free month of coaching. Congratulations. And nice, dude. You're doing well. We got, I think it is Carrie, but it might be Kari Elzi. Ran a beer mile of 16.35. Carrie or Kari Elzi, congratulations. So those are our four winners. Not our, our four non-winner winners. She and I would have leaned at the finish to see who won. What was your time? Right, I was like 33 or 36, right around there. Oh, you had a fight to the tape. Yeah. All right. So there we have it. Congratulations, everybody. We are very happy. What do you think of the event, Bracken? I know we didn't really know what the heck we were doing. I was surprised by how many people came in last minute and said like, hey, I, I just liked going out there and turning myself inside out. Yep. I thought that the vast majority of people would choose the beer mile because it's fun. It's 4th of July. You're about to head to a cookout. You might as well get started. The vast majority of people chose the 10K and they got after it and they made themselves hurt, which tells me two things. We've got a mentally tough crowd listening to this podcast and people are dying for a race. If you're willing to go out there and do 240 burpees with no one holding you accountable, that means you're ready for a race. Yeah. I was happy to see that people really took it seriously in a sense where I saw some really big efforts. I know how hard some of these top guys for sure worked. I looked at heart rate data because I just get kicks out of looking at that. And there were some just miserable suffer fest data put out there on the heart rate scene that um, I just made. It makes me proud. If I don't even know you, it makes me proud just seeing how hard it made you work. Yeah. And it also makes me want to maybe do this again, Brack. And I think you know, we do run the risk potentially of not having races. We're seeing COVID really increase in states going back into shutting down. And I hate to say it, but, you know, there is some chance that maybe we get disappointed in our racing season. If that's the case, I think we can promise the people maybe a fall race, something like that. We can throw back in there if racing gets canceled. What do you think? I think we might as well treat these like time trials. We tell people to test out every four to eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> maybe every fortnight we we throw on a, a competition and just start throwing some of our time trials or some of our, our benchmark workouts that we do and let people go to town. People don't use the word Fortnite very often. Do you know how long Fortnite is? No one knows. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Oh, two on. weeks. So Fortnite's two weeks. Yeah, yes, it's exactly two weeks. Every three fortnights. 
Every three fortnights. Every three fortnights. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? So, guys, we don't we don't really have a topic today. We thought that this this event deserved our attention, and the winners and the whole thing deserved chatting out. Um, anything you want to add to today, Brackenstein? Uh, two things. The first is that I appreciate what appeared to be a high level of integrity during these events. Virtual events are notoriously easy to cheat and notoriously uh, seductive for cheaters to join and try to get some free cash. So I, I really, really do appreciate that. And I really appreciate everyone being easy on us. We got a lot of messages when we screwed up the results and none of them are mean. They were all apologetic in their messages. Like, hey, yeah. I know you're busy. I know it's 4th of July. I feel bad even sending this. Don't worry, I'm not upset. And then they would say their piece. So appreciate you guys out there. We have a we have a, a pretty cool audience so far and you guys proved it this weekend. Yes, we did. Yeah, and thank you for taking, taking us on Instagram. Uh, never seen our account blow up in such a fashion before. It was fantastic. Made me realize I don't want to be famous. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I went through a bout of that, Bracken, after the, uh, not to dive into my own little bachelor scene, but after I broke up with a girl on national TV, guys, and America hated me for it, okay, after the show called Bachelor in Paradise. This was in 2015. And Bracken, I got 20,000 tweets a minute for like <laughs> four hours straight. 20,000 a minute. Did it break your device? I... It was the most incredible thing. It was mostly like, F you, I hate you, you're a piece of crap. It was awful. Um, death threats, the whole nine. Uh, and not that I had a little PTSD when our Instagram started lighting up, but I can tell you that too much social media uh, influence can can raise the anxiety level. Oh, Kirk, I'm so glad I never reached your levels of notoriety and and fame. Do you know what's funny about that, though, is uh, at my peak, right, I had 70, 69.9 thousand followers on Instagram after the Bachelor stuff. And it's now down to 44 because so I've lost like 25,000 followers since it stopped. Because every time I post about my Spartan stuff or workout stuff, it's some young girl who followed me because of the show. And uh, she sees me posted about running and she's like, this guy, why do I follow this loser anymore? I'm sure every time you post a picture with Jess, you lose a thousand people because- Every time I post, I am guaranteed to lose between 50 and 100 followers still. I used to lose two to 300 followers. Now I still, so every time I know I click post, my, my follower number still drops. Isn't that terrible? That's crazy. Yeah. You, you peaked so early, you have nowhere to go but down. Kirk. I can feel it. The slide is the slope is slippery, brother. Slope is it slippery. Is. All right, enough about that. That was a tangent. Uh, you said you had two things you wanted to say. You said one, the integrity, and then the second was people being understanding and, and nice to us. I have seen a lot of the screenshots that Spartan employees have gotten from people. Uh, oh, I guess side note: this made me realize what life must be like for a real race organization. Spartan must deal with nonstop issues every time that they have a timing malfunction or a chip read error or the people go off course they must we got dozens of, of messages they get thousands i just can't even imagine what a, a big organization goes through but yeah the second one is just thanking people for being nice and understanding because i know that you don't have to be and i know how frustrating things are when you have a invested money and b invested pain and sweat and effort yes don't get your recognition. So thank you again for being polite and making the world a better place, not totally ruining Kirk and I's day. Yeah, thank you for that, definitely. Um, 
I don't know if we have anything else to add to this. Uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled training Tuesday where you're going to drop some knowledge bombs on you next week. Uh, I will ask if you enjoyed the experience or, or you had fun with the race, please go and, and give us a review if you haven't yet and you've been thinking about it. Uh, we would love that. Um, for the first time, Bracken, I don't know if you saw this on Apple Podcasts, when you scroll and look at a podcast, it says other podcasts you may like, okay? Mm -hmm. And forever it's said, okay, you might like Obstacle Racing Media, you might like uh, Rich Ryan's podcast, Reinforced Running, you might like Obstacle Racing Adventures, yada down the line. When I looked last week, it said, you may also like, and it gave us the top running podcast in our sport. It suggested the running podcast, and they were all running podcasts in the top 10 of the running genre instead of the OCR genre, which is a really good thing. And I think that's because of our reviews and the positive feedback we've received. So we actually got lumped with the big boys for once. And then I checked the next day, and it was back to obstacle course racing suggestions. So, um, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I wonder if that's based off of popularity, and then they'll actually look at what you're labeled as, or if it's off they follow people's click patterns. If they clicked from one to yours or if they typically lump you in with other things. I wonder how they get that. I'm not sure, but I just, it excited me. I peed a little, as they say, when I saw that we popped yeah. up with the uh, top of the running podcast instead of the OCR. Not that we want to do the OCR thing, but it's important for us to, to kind of break into that realm. Too. Yeah. So again, thank you very much. We have a great listener base and it was proven to us again this weekend. So keep doing your thing. We're back to our regular scheduled programming. And this Friday, we have a pretty uh, awesome guest coming on for our, our interview. So be ready. Stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thank you.